0: Welcome to the Sisterhood Society Podcast, where we discuss all things walking with Christ, becoming who you truly are in Him, and hearing the voice of God for your life. I'm your host, Alexandria Ray Priestley, and I want to encourage you to walk with Christ without limit. Here, my desire is to lead many young women to living a lifestyle of transformation for the Father's use. So join me as we go in deeper. Let's talk sis. I'm here today to talk to you about a very important subject and its name, the title of it is today, how to become that Christian girl, y'all not know what y'all going to say. Honestly, y'all, this is not just a one time video type of thing. So I really believe that there is going to be a series that I'm going to do on how to become that Christian girl, because the truth of the matter is, y'all, is that we are continually becoming. We are continually growing. We are continually being renewed in our mind, or we should be at least when we're walking with God. There's going to always be a growth. There's going to always be an elevation of mentality, a perception, Y'all, we never stop going with God. And so, this is why I feel like it is so vital for me to release this video in particular on how to become that Christian girl. And so, y'all, I really feel like today, honestly, like this past week, it has been a lot of stuff going on just so that. I could get distracted to not even do this video. So I really believe that this is something that people need to hear. And although this video is based on basic principles on how to build your life as a Christian woman and how to begin living for Christ in the fullest and start out with the bang. I still feel like it will be very much so impactful because it is basic and basic principles. And sometimes the best answers to our problems are the simple things. And everybody always says, you know, it's a simple thing to do. It's it's simple. That's all you got to do. But sometimes the most simplest things can be the most hardest to actually do. You know, like they can say, don't go right, go left. And we decide. Even though it's the most simplest command ever, we'll go left just because they say not to go or they'll we'll go the opposite way just because they say not to go. But it's because sometimes it takes discipline and it takes a consistency. It takes diligence. It takes persistence, perseverance. And that's all the fruits of the spirit. The fruits of the spirit are those of patience, perseverance, endurance, long suffering, um, you know, it it builds you in character and so how to become that christian woman y'all this is a full-on series this cannot just be a one-time video y'all we gotta go in deeper in this okay so let's go ahead and begin this episode okay so before we even begin y'all i want to start out with just a quick prayer okay so father god i just thank you lord god for this day i come god just repenting god of all unrighteousness god everything that i've done everything that i've said that was not a of you Lord God that was not according to your word Lord God God I come today God just repenting Lord God and I come Lord God asking oh God for you to touch the sister that is upon this other part of this video that is watching this video that she would begin God to be transformed in her mind Lord God that she would hear your word today Lord God and will never return back to the place where she was before but that she will walk forward in you God I thank you Lord God for the lives that you will touch through this video and through these basic principles. I thank you, Lord God, that this will be the foundation on what we will live our life and that we will live our relationship with Christ. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do even before this even begins, which you already are starting to do. And I bless you in advance, God, in Jesus mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Now, y'all, let's go ahead and get into this. Now, I came up with these six Points, okay, now we all know that sometimes, you know, we can come up with the five steps and the six steps to get to here and there. But it's not always just about just a step. But this is for me to just put the reason why I came up with six steps for this first basic principles video is because I wanted you to have some type of um, goal and vision for what you should be doing when you're trying to become more like God and when you're trying to become a Christian woman especially when we've lived a life that is outside of God then we must change who we are and what we do and what we uh, entertain in order to be somebody that is a Christian a Christian woman somebody that is truly founded upon relationship so I don't want to go too much into that because that is one of my points okay but the first point that I would say that we all must come to the fact of is that first is that you must believe when I say you first must believe I mean that you first must believe that God is that he came that he died for you that his son is only son that he rose from the dead after the third day you must believe in who he is first and you must be saved so we're going to go to this scripture because I'm not going to do any of this without scripture today. We're going to have scripture to back us up today, okay? So the first scripture that I want to bring to your attention, and please excuse me, I'm using my iPad because it is the fastest thing to get to all of these scriptures for you. So the first scripture that we're going to go to is John three sixteen through 17, okay? Okay. So we're going to go down to the 16th verse and it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So that tells us right there that God loved you enough to give his life for you even before we even became saved. He already knew what we would go through and what we would struggle with before in life and so he sent his son so that we can have um, a way to his eternal life, a way to be saved and be set free from the bondage of this world. And so God, that shows right there that God is always providing a way of escape for us. He's never going to just leave you in a dark place. But if you truly desire to build your relationship with the Lord, if you truly want him, you can have more of him. And it's because he's made a way. He's redeemed us. When Jesus died on the cross, we are redeemed. When he rose again, we were redeemed. And that's what it's about. And so we're going to go ahead and go to Romans now. 10 verse 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God had raised Jesus, God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved for with the heart. Man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And so, basically, that tells us right there that if you're going to believe, if you're going to be saved, then you should confess it with your mouth that the Lord Jesus, and you shall believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, and then you will be saved. So today I want to invite you at the end of this video, we are going to say a repentance prayer and we're going to say it because I believe that there are some people on this video that really want to grow in a relationship with the Lord and really grow on how to become a Christian woman, that Christian girl, when you walk in the room. Yeah, they're going to be asking, who's that Christian girl? Because you're going to truly have the spirit of the Lord on the inside of you. It's not just going to be this lukewarm thing. And we're not just going to be like the world, living like the world, doing like the world. And then we go in church and we're just churchy. No, being that Christian girl means that you have a light on the inside of you. There is something about you that sets you apart. And so that's what's going to make you about that Christian girl. That's what's going to make you stand out beyond everything else that is around you in this world. That's what's going to make the favor of the Lord so potent in your life. That is going to be because you truly had the light of the Lord on the inside of you. It's because you truly decided to live for Christ without limit or without restriction. And so, yeah, y'all. So, that's basically what it is. So, you must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus raised from the dead. And then you'll be saved. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. So, you must believe and confess. So, that's the first step. You must be saved and you must believe. So, when you believe and you confess it in your heart, And you know it and you take on what was given from scripture and you begin to embody that, then you'll be saved. That's all it takes, y'all, is a belief. He didn't even make it hard for us to be saved. He just said we just got to believe. We just got to trust in who he is. We just got to trust in who he is. And so that brings me to my second point, guys. The next point I would say is that we have to move from just confession to a lifestyle. That means that we truly live for God without limit or restriction. Guys, that means that we give him our life. We give him our mentality. We give him our minds. Romans 12 and one. We're going to go to that one next. And it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So I don't want to go into that next scripture because I'm going to use that for another point. But Romans 12 and one basically says that we must live and we must present our bodies as living sacrifices. That means that my life should be a sacrifice. That means that what I want to do, that means that I should be living, but I'm living as a sacrifice to God's will. So that means that I sacrifice my own desires, my own wants, my own thoughts, my own perceptions, my own way of Uh, perceiving things and the way I see things because right now the way that I see things could be based off of what I've experienced in my life well what happens when I've experienced a life full of trauma and hurt and pain and disappointment and rejection what happens when I live off of all of that if I don't give God my life and give him my life as a sacrifice then I'll continue to live off of that broken part of me But when I give him the broken pieces of me, that means that he'll begin to put those broken pieces together and he'll show me that what was broken and in different pieces can become a full, a full, a full masterpiece. Because when you give something to God, when you give what you have to God, he will make it beauty. He will make it beautiful. That's the good thing about God is that no matter how ugly your situation may be, He will make it beautiful. He'll make the ugliest story, the ugliest situation, the ugliest problem, and he'll turn it around and he'll give you beauty for your ashes. That's the beautiful thing about God, y'all. So that's the second point. You must move from just confessing and just saying and just speaking that I'm saved and I'm a Christian and I live and I, and I know God and I, I'm saved and I go to church, but you must live to the life. You must move to living a lifestyle that is pleasing to God because it's our reasonable service. We owe it to him. Why do we owe it to him? Because he's sent his son. And the only reason why we're able to be saved so easily by belief is because Jesus gave his life because God allowed him. His son His only son. And he allowed him to lay down his life just so you and I could live for him. So don't you think that is more than worthy of giving him our life? That's worthy. That's worthy. So that brings me to my third point, And that is to build a true, authentic relationship with the Lord. Y'all, I'm going to go ahead and turn to Revelations 3 and 20. Revelations three, verse 20 says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. So that tells us right there that God desires to talk to us. He desires to sit at the table and lay it all out. He desires to have true connection and relationship with his children. Y'all I don't know what is really going on y'all But I know that God desires relationship with all of his children He desires relationship with you because he knows that in the middle of you communing with him He'll give you strategy for your life He'll give you strategy for your future He'll give you strategy for the next place He'll give you strategy and, and instruction for your next place in him And just when you don't know which way to go, God is that direction. He's not just a God that, oh, he's just rebuking. He's just mean. He's just rude. But no, he's a friend. And in that sup and in that in that communion with him, you'll learn that he's a friend. You'll learn that he's a way maker. You'll learn that he's a comforter. When you feel like you're all by yourself, he's that one that shows up. He's that loyal one, that faithful God. And you'll learn that the more that you spend time with him, you'll learn that the more that you actually go into his presence and really just bask into his presence because he really desires to just sit at the table and just sup with us. Have you ever just sat at a table with your family or just with a loved one and it's just you and them, just one or two of you at the table And a lot of people, they go on dinner dates because it is a very intimate moment. And just like that's intimate moment for us physically, God wants to have that same intimacy with us on a daily life. Every day you should be sitting at the word, the bread of life. The word is God's bread. And as you begin to read, the bread will begin to fill your spirit. And then that's when he's going to begin to feed you what you should have. He's going to feed you. So that means that when you're reading his word, you're supping with him because you're reading his word. You both are eating what is good for you. Hey, my God, you're eating what is good for you. You're not just feasting on regular food, but this food, this this bread, the word is the bread. And with that bread. You don't have to worry about being hungry, but after you read it and after you hear God's word and he begins to show you revelation and knowledge and his wisdom, then you'll be able to be satisfied. So when you go out into this world, things won't be able to satisfy you. That's why we have so many people with addictions and so many people with different things that they want to hold on to and they replace with God because really and truthfully, y'all. The only thing that can really satisfy us is God. And so if God is not there, then we will use other things to try to put in the place of God. But none of it will ever satisfy us because the true thing is that we know that our soul longs for the living God. And it's because with the living God, he is the one that provides nourishment to our souls, to our inner mans. Whether you believe it or not, you are a spirit. You are not just this physical body. You are not just your hair. You are not just your beautiful smile. You are not just the beauty that is on the outside of you, but on the inside of you, there is a whole nother person. There is a whole nother thing that desires life. It desires to be nourished. It desires to be grown. And so that is what this is about. How to become that Christian girl. It's about nourishing the inside of you. It's not always about just the outward beauty yes it's good to look beautiful on the outside yes it's good to keep up yourself because you represent somebody that's greater than you you represent the kingdom of heaven but you it is way more important for you to work on the inner man than it is for you to worry about so much about our hair and our clothes and my jewelry and my face and my body and my fitness yes those things are good to Definitely, we want to take care of God's temple, but we don't want to make it more important than feeding our insides, because really, in truth, for the outside, sometimes sometimes the outside, it doesn't even it's not even a thing that really needs to work. Sometimes the most part that needs to work is the inward man because that inner man is holding things from years back. It's holding conversations from three and five and it's holding things that people did to you at 10 and 12 and 15 and 17 and the things that people said and the guys that rejected and the, the boys that played with you and the, the girls that laughed at you and it's holding all of that junk and so when we begin to really build that relationship with God, the thing that God does is he will literally pluck up the things that are not profitable to your future. And a lot of times people don't like the plucking. People don't like the pulling of the weeds and, and, and the maintaining of the garden because it's very hard to take something that was rooted in you for so long. Sometimes you don't even know it's there. But the fact that the Lord wants relationship with you tells us that he wants to make us over again. And so in that we need to let him make us over again, y'all. And that's what it's about. That's what uh, being saved is about. That's what living for God is about. That's what building an authentic relationship with. If you're not going to allow him to have his way in you, then why are we even doing this? If we're not going to allow him to have the fullness of who we are, then why are we really doing this? Why do we really want to be safe if we're not going to let him use us? So that's just a thought. So then my, that brings me to my next point, and it is to let him be Lord. The verse that I want to go to is Romans 12 again, but this time I want to go to the second verse. And the second verse says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Y'all, that was just the points I was just making. And it's just the fact that we have to let him be Lord of our life. If he's not going to lead us, then what's the point of this? It's all vanity. If we get. Everything that we desire in life, it's all vanity if we never let God use us. <laughs> Today, I encourage you and I I, tr- I provoke you to let him be Lord of your life. Yeah. Let him be Lord of your life. Mm-hmm. Let him be Lord in the marriage. Yeah let him be lord in the friendships let him be lord in your relationships let him be lord in your career let him be lord in um, your everyday life and living your thinking let him be lord in your mind let him be lord in every area let him be lord in your forgiveness let him be lord in your patience Y'all, I wrote down this definition and it's a definition for transform and the definition it is make to make a thorough or dramatic change in the form, the appearance or the character of something. So that means that as we're being transformed, that means that God is trying to make you over into something, a better version than where you were before. God wants to change your form God wants to change your appearance God wants to change the character of you it can be any of those things it can be you going from dressing like this to dressing like that it could go into you thinking like this and thinking like that your character is the thing that God is going to come after when you let him be Lord, the thing that he will come after is your character. Your appearance may be the result of that. And also the the form, the way that you do things, the way that things are set up, the way that you process things. Those things will change because God will come after your character. He's going to always come after who you are because who you are is not all that he has created you to be. We have never reached the fullness of who we are. While we are still on this earth, there is still something we can all grow in. There was still always something we can grow better in. We can always do better. We can always understand better. We can always love better. We can always have more patience. We can always have more forgiveness. There is always something more we can grow in, guys. And so that's when it comes in. With with reading and studying the word of God, because if I don't study and I don't read his word, then I don't know what he what I should be doing. I don't know what he thinks about me. I don't know what he says that I should be doing if I don't read his word. And with that, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So that means that the more that I expose myself to his word, the more that he'll begin to transform me. Because if I've never read his word, then I don't know that I should be living and present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. I don't know that because I don't read. I don't know that I shouldn't be conformed to this world. That means that I don't know that I should not be doing what the world does. I should not be um, partaking in the things of this world, but instead of being transformed. I don't know that because I'm not reading my word. And so that's when faith comes. That's when faith is built, because you read his word and you know his word. And after you know his word, you begin to hear the wisdom that he's deposited on inside of you. And when you hear it and you think about it, then you begin to see it from another perspective. And that's what it's about. God is after our perception. He's after our perspective of life. He's after our perception of our trials and our tribulations, because God wants to do something greater in you and I and we. (laughs) And so we have to let him make us over again, y'all. So that brings me to my fifth point, which is give up your life. So he can give you the life he has ordained for you. I'm going to say that again. Give up your life so he can give you the life he's ordained for you. So I'm going to bring you to the scripture, Matthew. We're going to go to Matthew 16, y'all. 16 verse 24 and 26. Twenty-four, to twenty-six. it says then said Jesus unto his disciples if any man will come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me for whosoever will save his life shall lose it and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it for what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So that tells us right there, y'all, that if you're going to walk the life with Christ, if you're going to walk life in Christ, you must give up yourself. You must deny your fleshly desires. A lot of people in the church, they would call it self death to yourself. They would call it self death to yourself. And that does not mean that you go and commit suicide. That does not mean that you go and kill yourself physically. But that means that you go into prayer. You go into fasting. You go into reading and studying your word. And as you're praying, prayer kills you. And I'm not saying that it kills you physically. It kills that mentality. It kills those thoughts from years back. It kills those traumatic experiences that you went through as a kid. It begins to null and void all of that destruction and all of that trash that was put in when you pray. The spirit will give you what to pray. He'll give you what to intercede about. The more that you pray and the more that you seek the Lord, he'll give you what to pray. He'll give you exactly what you need. And that's when the Holy Spirit is our guider. He is the one that guides us and he helps us to live and to hear and to experience the presence of the Lord. Y'all I also have one more scripture and it's Luke 22. And it's about the time when Jesus was going to the Mount of Olives with his disciples following him. And this is when he went to Gethsemane. And this was right before um, Judas came and betrayed him with a kiss and turned him over to the authorities to be crucified. And before this, though, um, Jesus in the garden, he told the disciples before he even went and he said pray that you do not enter into temptation and then he said he withdrew from them he left the disciples to go into a place that was a little bit more private for just him and God to pray and to talk and so he told God he said in verse 42 it says saying father if thou be willing remove this cup from me nevertheless not my will but thine will be done Then it says in verse 43, it says, and there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him and being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples and he found them sleeping for sorrow and said unto them, why sleep ye? rise and pray lest she enter into temptation and while he yet spake behold a multitude and he that was called Judas one of the twelve went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him and so the reason why y'all I went into this scripture in particular is because even Jesus went through a moment where he had the feeling of suffering and he felt like he was going through something that put him in a place of agony and he told the Lord he said God if this be your will please let please don't let me have to go through this but regardless of what I'm saying whatever's your will regardless of what I'm saying whatever's your will I'm gonna do your will I want your will to come I want your way to come I want your plan to come And so it didn't say that Jesus wasn't in agony. As a matter of fact, in verse 44, in verse 44, it says "In, in being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And that tells me that you it is okay to feel agony when you are preparing to die to yourself, to die to your own agenda, to die to your plans. To give up when I say die, I mean, give up your plans, your way that you thought your life would be outside of God. When you give all of that up, sometimes you will experience agony because regardless of what you want to hold on to, you have to let it go. Because when you really want God, you'll give up anything. You'll let go of anything that's not profitable. And so that means, y'all, that because he knew that he was still in agony, he prayed more earnestly. That means that he prayed harder than what he was praying before. That means that he went even more into God. That means that he put his mind more upon the Lord. That means that he prayed and he seek God more. And he started praying so much the way he started sweating blood. And I really think, y'all, that the sweating of the blood represented that the blood represented his debt to himself, him giving up his wants and his desires so that he can pick up the plan of God and the verse prior to that what I said in Matthew y'all about taking up your own cross you must deny yourself and take up his cross y'all that's all a part of that Denying yourself means that I give up my plan and my agenda so that I can follow the plan and the will of the Lord that's what it's about okay guys so my video ended up stopping in the middle of this so I'm just gonna pick up where I left off and I was just saying that you have to give up your life for the life that God has ordained for you okay so that just simply means that I give my life in exchange for what he has given me and his life he gave his life so I can give up mine when it says take up your cross deny yourself and take up your cross. Then that just means that I deny my will, I deny I deny my mentality, my thoughts, the trauma from years back, my old life, my old thoughts, everything that I am to walk in the identity of the Lord. And so y'all this Piece will be available on the youtube video but if you want to catch the part where i was kind of talking more about it in um my podcast then definitely go to my podcast and check that out because i cannot re-record it so i'm just trying to talk about it again but definitely y'all it's about giving up your identity that you thought you had for your life that you created outside of him for the identity that is in him The only your only true identity is the one that's in him. Y'all, y'all do not get that. The only your real true identity. I'm not talking about the life that you created. I'm talking about the one that he has predestined for you. It's in him. It's no other way to it, but through him, but by him. The word talks about that, too. The only way that you can really get the realness of who god is is through him you can't go through all these other outsources and different things like that you gotta go through him you gotta go through his word it's not about a horoscope it's about his word let's just be honest y'all it's not about these different things that the world has set up for us to try to figure out our life and our future. No, that's not for them to figure out. The only one who knows the, who knows the fullness of who you were created to be is God. So let him create your life. Let him have his way in your life. I'm telling you, it's worth it. Man, that journey of rediscovery is absolutely absolutely i can't even really think of a word for it, y'all because i know that my, i myself have just went through that rediscovery and i thought i was somewhere in god and not like to where i think i know everything no that's not what i'm talking about but i thought that i was doing something you know how we feel like we finally getting the hang of some things and then god's like okay Not that you didn't master that, not that you didn't handle that well, now I'm going to cause you to come up and go here. But it's all a part of the process. And don't be afraid to embrace that process. Don't be afraid to lose you so that you can gain him. Because I'm telling you, the life that you're going to gain with him is is far more exceeding than any other life that you ever, ever thought you had planned. The life that he has created for you is perfect. It's because it's the life that God created you for before you were even formed in your mother's belly. He knew you. He predestined you. He called you. He ordained you for whatever moment he's going to use you. And he ordained you to be that. And he's giving you everything that you need in order to live a life that is full, faithful to him. Because he's provided ways of escapes on multiple occasions. I can't tell you how many times. The reason why I'm here right now doing what I'm doing and even trying to do this is because God has provided me several ways of escape. So I encourage you today to take those ways. Don't allow this time to pass. Don't allow your life to pass and say, man, what did I do with my life? What did I do with all of these years? I wasted all of this time. When you could have just got it right now. You could just decide today. I'm going to live for God. Mm -hmm. Yeah I'm going to be saved. I'm going to believe in my heart. And confess with my mouth that he's saved. Then I'm going to move from confession. To just living a lifestyle that's pleasing to him. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to give him my life. I'm going to give him my will. Then I'm going to let him be Lord of my life. I'm going to let him guide me and lead me. I'm going to let him. I'm going to give up my life. So that. He can give me the life that he's ordained for me. Yeah. And then the last thing, which is the sixth thing, y'all, I would say is that you, I can't tell you, can't stress this enough. I know this is very controversial for some people, but I believe this and I know this to be true. The sixth thing I would say is to be connected to God appointed God appointed leadership and community. Why is that so important, Al? Why is that so important, Alex? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because in your consistency and community and in your underneath a leader, God will literally guide you through your leader. He will literally teach you about you. He will literally show you the things that you struggle with, the things that you can work on through your leader. The things where we're not so mature in, the things where we kind of just kind of fall and kind of not really know where to go here and there. Our leader, God will present a leader to us to guide us through all of the stuff that we have to walk through when it comes to being a Christian woman or a Christian um you know just in general leadership is absolutely profitable to your future, your destiny, who you were created to be in the fullness of who God has created you to be. Leadership is the answer. Let me show you. I have two scriptures that I want to bring to your attention and then we're going to go ahead and go into this last point. So the first scripture I want to bring you to, we're going to go ahead and go to Romans 10 14 and 17 so romans 10 verse 14 says how then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher Verse 17 says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that tells me that I have to have somebody that knows a little bit more than me to teach me what it is that I do not have understanding of yet. And so that's when your God appointed leader comes in. That's when the community comes in, because the more that you hear the word preached through the leader that God has appointed you to be under then the faith will build up in you and you begin to walk in faith and believe in faith why because you're having somebody that knows a little bit more about you or that is a little bit mature more mature in certain areas and so they can kind of guide you from here to there I want to give you an example um but before I give you that example I want to go to Hebrews let's get that other scripture so Hebrews chapter uh, 10 verse 25 and it says not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is But exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. So that means right there, y'all, that we are not supposed to forsake the assembling of ourselves. We are not supposed to um, isolate ourselves. Now, there are moments in time with your walk with God where he will separate you from others so that he can deposit stuff in your in your mind and so that he can do a work on the inside of you. Um, Through his word, but when you're first beginning to walk with God, sometimes that community and that leadership is the thing that's going to help you to stay on the track of walking with God so that you don't turn back, so that you don't go backwards. And so, the enemy's job is to try to make people think that. Christian community having a church home having a God appointed leader is not necessary in this time and I'm here to tell you I stand on the side of you must have God appointed leadership because I cannot get to my next place until I have instruction so how can you have instruction from something if I don't even know how to read God's word I don't even know how to study God's word. I don't even know how to to interpret the scriptures without bringing my own mentality and thoughts into it. Well, my leader is going to help me to learn. He's going to help me to teach me how to maneuver through that word. And it's not saying that my leader is God, but we're going to honor the leadership that God has placed over us because God said we should. And that means that you are submitted upon that leader so that leader can show you which way you should go. And I'm going to give you this quick example on who did this in the Bible. And a good example of that was Samuel and Elijah. When Samuel was living in the temple and he heard, um, he thought it was the voice of Elijah calling his name. And so he kept going to Elijah and asking him, did you call me? Did you call me? Did you call me? And Elijah tells him no all the time. And the third time Elijah said, this time when you go back. If you hear your name called again, this time say, Lord, your servant hears, speak, speak to me. So that tells me that Samuel wouldn't have not recognized the voice of God unless his leader would have would have led him to what to do. Samuel would have kept going and seeking and looking at Elijah or looking in different places that was familiar to him. But he wouldn't have known that it was the Lord speaking unless his leader guided him to that. And so when we are beginning to walk with God, that is the thing that God will assign to you is God ordained leadership, God appointed leadership. And I understand, yes, there's a lot of controversy with that, but I stand on it because I've seen it work in my own life. The only way that I've really been able to become who I'm called to be is because God said God appointed leadership and community in my life right at the time when I needed it. And so I pray that that's the same thing for you as well, that you would pray and seek the Lord for that. So pray and seek the Lord to see, you know, where it is that he wants you planted. It's not a fact, a matter of fact of if he wants you planted anywhere, if he wants you to go to a church home. God desires you to fellowship. He desires you to be assembled with others because the enemy knows when you're isolated, especially at the beginning, when you don't know any better, when you don't know as much as you, as you could, when you're at the beginning stages, he wants to isolate you because he knows that the minute that you are exposed to a new knowledge, he knows that that's going to stop and stagnate his plans. And so that is why it is important that you connect with your God ordained leadership, y'all. So. That is the end of this video. But before we end this video, y'all, I do want to do a call to salvation. I want to invite you today. If you are a young woman that says, look, I want to grow my relationship with God. And even if there is a young guy or another just whomever on this on this podcast or on this uh, YouTube video that sees this and says, you know what? I want to build my relationship with God. I want to know what God thinks about me I want to know what his plans are for my life because this life that I'm living right now it ain't it I keep trying to do it on my own but this just ain't working out for me so I need to just go ahead and give God I just need to go ahead and just give him my life because obviously he might know what to do with it better than I'm doing with it y'all and when you've come to the end of yourself that's when God can take over yeah Yeah, he's the professional in taking over when your strength has ran out, when you don't have nothing left to go. He's the one that'll go step right in and says, this is what I've been waiting on. I've been waiting for you to come to the end of yourself. And I know that there is a woman on this line. There's a young girl, a young woman that is saying, look, I've come to the end of myself. And honestly, I want to see what Jesus is talking about. I want to see what he has to offer. I want to see what it is that why does he want me so much? Even when I don't even think the best of myself, why does he keep coming after me? And it's because he wants you. It's because he loves you. It's because he desires the relationship with you. He desires to sup with you. And it's because he knows what he's placed on the inside of you. So just let him have his way. Repeat this prayer with me. Father God, God, I know that I am a sinner. I know that I have not lived my life pleasing to you in every way. But today I come. Today I come acknowledging my sins, acknowledging my flaws, acknowledging the places where I have dropped the ball. I come acknowledging the things that don't please you that I do. And I come, God, just asking you for forgiveness. God, I come today asking you, God, that you would lead and guide me on the path of righteousness. God, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God, you sent your only begotten son just to save a sinner like me that he came that he died and that he rose again on the third day just for me and that I believe now that I am saved God lead me take my hands and use them for your glory take my mind and use it for your glory Take even my feet And use them for your glory Have your way in my life God I give you permission To have rule over my mind Be Lord Be ruler Over my mind Over my thoughts Over my actions over my understanding, even over my broken pieces. God, I need you. I cannot make it without you. I've come to the end of myself. And because I've come to the end of myself, God, I'm believing that you can make a masterpiece out of broken pieces. I welcome you into my life. Leading guide, My way, make my way straight, refine me, purify me, make me right for the Father's use. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen and Amen. Now, if you really said that prayer and you believed in your heart that Jesus Christ, He came he died and then he rose again on the third day and that because he did you are now saved and you trust that he will lead in God your life I need you to just go ahead and give God a thank you right there that's it just begin to tell him God I thank you God I thank you for saving me I thank you because God he's so good y'all and the more that you walk with him The more that you seek and you search for him, the more that you read and you study and you pray and you fast, the more he's going to deposit on the inside of you and the more he's going to make you over again. And when I say make you over again, that means that he's going to make you who he's ordained for you to be. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and if you also have any questions if this video helped you in any way shape or form go ahead comment below go ahead leave me a comment let me know what else you would like me to talk about if there's something else that you want to know about um or anything like that just please definitely don't be afraid to reach out okay But I'm praying that each and every one of you were blessed by this video and that you'll go home and that you'll go in your car and you'll just begin to just pray and seek the Lord upon your own. And if you're also looking for other guidance, please stay tuned to this channel because this is not the only how to become that Christian girl series. This is a series of episodes and we're going to talk about it what it takes to become that christian girl what's going to make you set apart for the father's use and it's going to be because you've fully given your life your mind your will everything to the lord and so god i thank you guys for tuning in i love you all Thank you guys for staying through this whole video. I pray it blessed you and I pray that you'll come back to see many more. We have also suggested videos and also videos from previous things. So definitely check those out. See if those can help you guys out. I love you with the love of Christ. Y'all have a great evening. See you soon.